Hey everyone, and welcome to Ep 21 of Off the Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you all for joining us today, wherever you are listening. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Now, the next wave of rising stars continues today with Australian and New South Wales age group speedster and Knox Pimble Swim Club's own Joseph Hampson joining the show. Caught up with the Australian champion a few weeks ago on the phone and went through life and training during isolation, balancing school with training and competition, his coach Nick Dobson, state teams down in Canberra, his goals for the future and a whole lot more. So set aside 30 minutes out of your day, fill your drink up to the top and get ready because Ep 21 with Joseph Hansen starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundreds in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Oh, he's blowing him away now. Thorpe's gone more than a metre on Van der Noosen's hand. But the symmetry of all eyes is the great Madame Butterfly, Susie O'Neill. He's coming back. Oh, he surely can't do it to him again. Chavis in the white hats, Phelps in the black hats, and Phelps has got it. I cannot believe he's done that. Thorpe's in front. Thorpe on the hall. Thorpe goes in. Joining me today on the show is a New South Wales age group star who's been setting the pool on fire in recent years with some super fast racing, which is why he's the current Australian 15 years 100 metre freestyle champion. It is a very big warm welcome to Off the Block Swing podcast, Mr. Joseph Hampson. How are you, mate? Thanks, Robbie. How are you? Thanks for having me on the show. Mate, not a trouble at all. I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm actually a bit cold today, I've got to be honest with you. This the, the temp's dropped and I've had to put the, the jacket on out in the garage, but... Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm all right. So, mate, where have we caught you today? Obviously, everyone knows I'm not going to go through it again. I'm out in the studios, which by studios, I'm in the garage. Where where have we caught you? Um, I'm in my kitchen in home, my hometown of Musselbrook. Oh, nice. In the kitchen, mate. Are you cooking up something or what? No, 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 mum is. Oh, come on, mate. Have a go. Do, uh, do, you, do, do you do any cooking? Have you got any um, specialties? Yeah, I'm not too bad. I can cook up a pretty mean spaghetti bowl. Oh, nice. All that, lasagna. And, I, you know, we'll get to it a little bit later with the boarding, but um, did, did you learn to cook and stuff like that by being a little bit more self-sufficient? Uh, no, mum made us be self-sufficient. Oh, very good. Big thing mum's on top of. Well, mate, my specialty in the kitchen, thanks for asking, is um, is uh, sausage rolls in the microwave. So you're, you're one step ahead of me, that's for sure. <laughs> mate, talk to me about uh, how everything's going with self-isolation. Obviously, you said you're back at home at Musclebrook. How have you been coping? Um, yeah, it's not too bad out here at Musclebrook. I pretty much live out of town. Like, I'm on the border. So there's plenty of free land behind me. So I don't have that many restrictions. I can go outside, like, so yeah, mine's not too bad. So you say you get to go outside. What do you get up to in, during the day? Just, is it just going for a walk? Have you got a bike to ride? What do you What do you do? Yeah, other than school, I go for walks, take the dog, yeah, go for a ride if I want to, just whatever. Have you done any training today? I mean, it's raining down here in Sydney. I don't know what it's like a little bit further up, but have you done any training today? Yeah, I did a morning bushwalk this morning. Yep. Um, and I have a strength and conditioning session this afternoon. 
from my program that my coach gives me. Oh, very nice. All right. Well, we won't take too long with this, man. I don't want to keep you from your from your exercise. Um, <laughs> obviously, uh, age group uh, and, and open nationals were cancelled this year, obviously with the coronavirus. Uh, you'd have to be living under a rock not to know that that happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, we should be probably over in Perth a couple of weeks ago. We should have already been there. What what effect did that have on you mentally? Um, it was a pretty shocking situation. Um, not much we could really do, so I was pretty... I kind of had an idea it was going to happen, so I was pretty content when it happened. Mm. I was kind of accepted. I was like, there's not much we can do, just aim for bigger things, like 2021 season type yeah. of thing. So. Is that something you and, and your coach and the team sort of addressed straight away, or did you sort of leave it for a few weeks and then come together and say, okay, you know, we can't control it and this is now what we're doing? Uh, we pretty much said that from the start. Like, yeah. we're... We kind of knew that type of thing as soon as it like kind of happened. We're like, it's probably going to happen. Just be ready for anything to happen. Coach hmm. Dobbo told us so. What about yeah. you talked about your coach there and, and the team? How have you guys been staying connected? You know, a lot of people are doing obviously Zoom meetings and all that sort of stuff and, and WhatsApp um, group chats. What about yourselves? <laughs> we're a pretty close squad. So we've been in contact a lot. So we do three spin sessions a week so they're online with each other so we can all see each other working out then we also do another two or three meetings separately just talking like last week we did the show and tell where we all had to bring same con just like in kindergarten like mm -hmm. show and tell. So, yeah what'd you bring um i did i made cookies so i brought on these healthy cookies i made oh very choc chip <laughs> choc chip coconut and muesli Mate, that's perfect. I'm getting hungry already. Um, <laughs> mate, we mentioned the dry land program a little bit there. Give me a little snapshot into your week in terms of, you know, Monday to Saturday. What, what's your program at the moment look like? Um, do you mean like with like when I'm at school or? Like, no, no, yeah. no, just for at the moment. So like, oh, well, obviously, yeah, you've got a bit of school going yeah. on um, at home or, or whatever it might be. But yeah, what's your week look like in terms of, dry land training or spin classes or, you know, core work or... Yeah, so as I said, we do three spin sessions a week. On top of that, I go for generally a morning walk and afternoon walk just to keep the legs, like, aerobically fit type of thing for five minutes or so just to get outside as well. And we also have a strength and conditioning type of step that we all have separately, like, individualised. We do that three times a week and then... We have an insane Saturday workout, which is about an hour and a half, two hours, just like Ooh. body workout, yep. pretty much. Do you have? Then, were you lucky enough to have much equipment at home to to use? Yeah, so my auntie is a. Um, she lives just down the road, and she's a personal trainer and is into CrossFit. Oh, nice! I've been doing a lot of CrossFit workouts, and she's got all a full-on gym set up at her place. So nice. Yeah, perfect. You got, yeah, you got lucky with that one, mate. A lot of people are just stuck in their garage with a, a mat on the ground doing like a thousand sit-ups because that's all they can do. Uh, mate, what do you miss most about training? Obviously, we talked about, you know, all the dry land stuff we've got to do now, but in terms of back in the pool, what, what are you missing most about it all? Um, other than the squad, because we're a very quite squad. Yeah. All the boys. Um, probably just swimming in general like just being able to get up in the morning like knowing they're actually doing something having a target type yeah. of thing so your yeah. routines a little bit yeah especially routines yeah so have you been sleeping in much now that you don't have to be up at crazy hours 
Yeah, wake up at seven o'clock like a dream. <laughs> yeah, mate, seven, eight, nine. I think even <laughs> a lot of coaches at the moment are enjoying a good sleep in, that's for sure. Uh, mate, talking about obviously isolation and stuff like that. Um, who is there anyone in the in the Knox team that you would not want to get stuck in isolation with is are there any pests that you just think if I got stuck in the house with that person I'd go mental <laughs> uh big Tyson Upton yeah Tyson but <laughs> <laughs> drive you nuts yeah she know my reasons <laughs> Oh, mate, for a lot of the listeners out there that might be, this might be the first time they're introduced to you. So it's a good chance for us to, I guess, all go back and see where, you know, your journey started off with swimming. What are the earliest memories of, of you in the pool? Um, we'd probably be doing learn to swim down at my local pool. Um, so I have three older siblings and one of them's only a year and a bit older than me. So I, we were in the same larger swim class and we would just muck around the whole lesson. Yep. So they eventually split us apart, but they, I'm the youngest and they moved me up and they moved her down. Oh, that would have went down well. <laughs> yeah, she didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what about from there, mate? Like, did it take you long to get into squads and, and you know, did you enjoy the, the junior squads? Um, yeah, junior swimming has been great, like. Starting at Mushroom and then I moved to Singleton when I was about eight or nine. So then that's where I really started to get serious about swimming. That's where I stopped doing all my other sports when I was younger, then just focused on swimming. And yeah, that's kind of too many memories at that point. But you mentioned the other sports there. What were some of the other uh, sports you played growing up? Um, I did rugby union, rugby league, touch football, tennis, soccer. Oh, nice. Just, what yeah. what were your fa- obviously swimming is your favorite because you you know you're killing it now and you're stuck with it but what was your your sort of go-to outside of that uh i had a touch footy or rugby league all right where did you play if you were going to play today for uh say the knights because i go for newcastle i'm hoping because you're up in the hunter you go for newcastle too um <laughs> if you had to play for the knights where would they put you uh I used to play 5'8", actually. Oh, okay. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. I couldn't really do anything that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, talk to me about some of the heroes you had growing up. Like, were, were there any swimmers that you looked up to? Uh, obviously, as I'm a kind of butterfly as well, Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Just any swimmer, especially. And mainly just generals like Ian Thorpe, especially, being a freestyler. Yep. And then... T- as I've gotten older, Matt Horton as well, like of just everything he is and like what he stands for is like clean sport and everything like that. Yeah. I admire him so much for that. Yeah. What so, about outside of swimming, mate? Obviously you said um, rugby league and stuff like that. Did you have any sort of heroes growing up outside of swimming? Uh, like not really like general sports, just like my dad type of thing. Like I wanted to grow up to be like my dad. Like, oh, nice. Yeah. Around what age did everything start to get a little bit more competitive for you? You said they when you sort of went to Singleton and all that sort of stuff, but what age was that? Um, I kind of really got extremely serious about swimming. Like I knew that's like what I wanted to pursue, like go to the Olympics when I was about 12. Mm-hmm. I won my first two state medals at Long Course State. Yep. And yeah, shortly after, moved to Knox and yes, going from there. Mate, um, talk to me about some of your favourite events in the pool to race. Obviously, you know, 100 free, but outside of that, do you have any, like, just 
number one favorites? A hundred fly, I love. Yeah, yeah kind of even hundred three, hundred fly. And as I'm getting older, I'm not. I'm, I'm enjoying two hundred three more. Yeah, still not my favorite, but I'm enjoying it more. Well, up. Yeah. Mate, obviously everyone's going back to school now um, and, and, you know, you're training at, at the most elite level um, for an age grouper at the moment. How do you find the balance with school and training and, and you know, trying to be at your best in both? Um, so my school that I go to, Knox, it's a great school. They support me in everything they do. So, like, if I have a big comp coming up, they, if I have an assessment as well at the same time, they'll postpone my assessment. I either put it forward or back. They just focus around me and what I'm doing, mm. which is really helpful. Oh, nice. So a good support there. Yeah, lots of support. Mate, you mentioned the school at Knox, and, and for what people might not know is that you board there during the week. How's that been, being away from the family and being at school such a young age and you know, only getting to go home on certain days? <sighs> yeah, boarding, boarding school. I love boarding. Just living at school, living with your mates full on, just it's an awesome experience. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah, and you enjoy, I guess, that self-sufficient looking after yourself? Uh, we're pretty spoiled down there. They cook all our food. They do our washing. We're, we're kind of like royalty down there, I reckon. Oh, mate, very spoiled. <laughs> very spoiled then. Um, what are some of the challenges you've had to overcome in training? And what I mean by that is obviously – you know, everyone's got um, things that they've got to work a little bit harder on. So, you know, just taking my squad for an example, there's people who are, you know, gun kickers on a kick set but can't pull. You give them a pull set and they're, you know, they're at the front of the line but they can't kick. Is it underwater? Was it dies? Was it turns? Um, I am kind of hopeless at pool. Yep. And diving. Okay. So those are things you're, you're still sort of focusing on and, and trying to improve? Yeah. So about two years ago, I was playing basketball for school and separated my ankle bone. Wow. So I had, it was about three weeks before state. <laughs> 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 must have gone down well. <laughs> yeah, parents went either, but that's all right. I still swear. <laughs> it's perfectly separated now, but like I had to change my diet around for that because I couldn't put any weight on it or anything like that. Yeah. And so it's, it's getting better, but it's still shocking. Mate, so. talk to me about... Uh, some of the things that you've had to change or adapt to over you know recent years in terms of you know there's a lot of people out there listening that might not be you know winning gold medals at nationals but you know they might be trying to achieve qualifying times for state and things like this were there any things that you went through coming up say through 13 14 15 that you had to deal with so i guess what i'm getting at is like were there nerves before races was you know a big week through that program so you know nationals uh, four or five days and having a big program was that hard for you was there anything that you sort of had to overcome as you've uh, grown up um not just a big program i love to swim like just give me any event i'll happily do it like i love that yeah but more, more nerves yeah i do get nervous like i struggle a lot with nerves mm. but now i realize you just have to you're gonna swim the race anyway there's not much you can do how does that yeah, present itself to you? Are you are you a nervous talker? Do you then but do you go the other way? Do you sort of sit back and don't talk to anyone? Do you get the sweats? Do you just go missing? How, like how do the nerves present itself to you? Uh, my nerves are just in my head. Like I just overthink everything. Like yeah. I get nervous. Like oh, what am I going to do? Why am I going to do this? Why am I going to do that? I'm going to lose. But now I've just realised like you're going to swim anyway. Just don't think about it. Just go do it. Type of thing. 
Mate, in terms of the nerves, um, and obviously psychological stuff is is really interesting to me as a coach and how each individual athlete deals with it differently. Like, what obviously that's something you're still working on, but what sort of things have you and your coach put in place to try and help you overcome that? Are there certain things in terms of maybe like, you know, go through your race plan or maybe not even go through your race plan? It might be the complete opposite and don't overthink it. How have you sort of tried to, you know, get around that? Um, so. Uh, we've practiced like just a lot of like breathing, just like calming myself down, not get my heart rate up too high before I walk out type of thing. Yeah. And also once I walk out, my coach Dobbo, Nick, sorry, yeah. will just be like a wink or like just a little signal, like just to say like you got this type of thing. Like, yeah, yeah, we kind of just do that. Just me and him. It's like a thing we do. Very nice. Mate, a lot of people listen to music before their races and in the marshalling area. Do you have a pre-race playlist? Do you have some some tunes going on? Eminem, like 100%. Oh, very good. Bit of Lose Yourself. Lasting, yeah. Excellent. I think they should play that anyway, just as a swimmer's walkout. <laughs> That's what should be pumping. I'll talk to Andrew Lauderstein next time when he's on the DJ decks and he can he can get that happening in the finals. Uh, <laughs> mate, talk to me. You mentioned your coach there, Nick. Talk to me about your relationship with him and, and how's he helped your swimming career since you moved to, to Knox? Yeah, so dobby has been a great help. So I moved to Knox when I was – turning 13 and um that's pretty much made me who i am today we yeah. have a good relationship so yeah but what's yeah you're right what what specifically i guess has he been good with is it is it the nerves that you had to sort of struggle with and overcome and he's obviously helped you with the breathing techniques and stuff like that um were you a swimmer that need to be pushed and he, he found the right buttons to push yeah, so as I'm a boarder, like, I don't have my family down there, so I don't have, like, my immediate support system, even though I have house parents who are, like, not the same as parents. Mm. And Dobbo hasn't really had that before. As he was, like, younger when I first came, he had to, like, find a way to, like, kind of be that figure when my parents aren't there. Like, he has to try to be that support figure for me. Yeah. Which can be tough sometimes as he is my coach. But, like, yeah, we've done well to overcome that as a coaching athlete. Yeah, mate, coaches um, are a bit odd, and I'll be the first to admit, we've all got our uh, our weird and wonderful ways. Is there anything <laughs> about um, Nick that, you know, we might not know that only you would know with that coach-swimmer uh, um, relationship? <laughs> Dubbo's a massive grom. Loves to surf, very chilled back. Yeah. Wavy hair, like, loves to listen to his weird tunes. What sort of weird tunes? Obviously, it's not Eminem. What's he listening to? He just listens to, like, beats. He doesn't even have, like, words for it. It's, like, (laughs) beat rolling around. It's not not the thing you want to train to. (laughs) Mate, um... Obviously, something that's pretty big on uh, on the Australian swimming calendar is the um, state teams, and that's something you've been a part of. Talking about last year, um, what was your experience like? I, you know, I know you raced in the sixteen to seventeen, so individually, I mean, you did pretty well. I think you got fourth in the fifty free and sixth in the hundred fly. But you know, the relays is where you saw your big success through that we- through that week. You got. Uh, three medals in total. I think gold for the for the four by one freestyle. How much do you enjoy being a part of that New South Wales team and competing for your state? State teams is one of the best like experiences of my life. I love state teams. Like just the team atmosphere, like all coming together as New South Wales. Like it was awesome. 
even though I didn't race the best, like I just overthought all my races. Like the boys were like there to help me, support me, just like get me there for the relays. Like it was close for every relay between us and Queensland. Like most of them didn't even come down to a second in between us. So yeah, it was a great experience. That four by one, you know, getting gold in that, that must've been a, a big moment. It was a bit of a shock to us actually, because we weren't, we were trying to aim for the four by two. Yeah. And then we kind of lost that by two seconds. We called Christ kind of overthought it because it was a big goal for us. We'd done sessions for that. And then we were all just like angry. We just wanted to win one. So then the four by one was next freestyle and we just gunned it and got it. So yeah, it was amazing. Mate, talk to me about the relationship between the different states down there. And I know it's super competitive, but just talking to you and obviously I've had Sam Short and Lani on and a lot of, uh, you know, younger Queenslanders and that sort of stuff. And everyone seems pretty friendly though overall. I mean, is it a matter of, you know, when we're racing, we're racing and it's do your best, but outside of that, we're mates? Yeah, pretty much. But it's pretty much down at state teams. Like if you can get in with the cheers, you're like, you're, you're respected type of thing. Yeah. And last year, Queensland, no offence to Queensland, they weren't too excited for the cheers. Yeah, yeah. So everyone got onto the New South Wales side because New South Wales and Queensland were next to each other. Everyone came over to the New South Wales side and we were all doing cheers at Queensland. Yep. Getting to retaliate at us. Oh, very nice. Well, there you go. If any of Queenslanders are listening to this, <laughs> you know, I don't know if state teams will be on this year, but definitely next year, lift your game. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, being a 16-year-old, um, do you still feel like you're, you know, you're just an age group swimmer or do you feel like at the moment you're getting to that stage where, you know, you're ready to go out and sort of take on the big boys at, at Open Championships as well? Um, so, yeah, I kind of prefer to do Open Swimming now. Just as they push me more, like they make me go the extra mile, like type of thing. Mm. I've done one open event. I did short course national last year, and I loved it. Yeah. I got to face Matt Court in the hundred fly. He was in the land next to me. Yeah, how was that? <laughs> oh, it was great. I beat him by two seconds. <laughs> did you say anything to him after? Did you shake his hand? Yeah, I did. And he's just uh, when he touched the wall, he's like, "Oh, f me." <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. He was doing two sessions a day and was still racing, so kind of. Mate, obviously you mentioned that, and that's a great memory. Um, You know, you're 16 now. You've had some pretty good highlights so far. Is there any sort of one highlight that sticks out to you that you look back on and go, "Wow, you know, I I can't believe I did that." Yeah, probably last year, hundred freestyle winning gold. I didn't expect to win, even though I won it the year before. Like I wasn't expecting. I had. Shoulder injury, like, four weeks before. I wasn't swimming the day before Nationals started. Like, I couldn't swim. My shoulders in that much pain. Mm. What did you do to it? Just wear and tear type of thing, we think. Yeah. Just swim my shoulder. Mm. I have an awkward rib as well, which is too high up, and it gets caught. My bones grind sometimes on it as well. And I just kind of all flared up. And then, yeah, I was just so angry about it. Then, yeah, I won it somehow. Mate, nice. One thing I like to get an insight into, and, and uh, you know, hopefully because, uh, you know, I'm assuming everyone's got slightly different race plans. Talk to me about a race plan for 100 freestyle that you and, and your coach Nick go through before you go out there. Is it a matter of, you know, go fast down, turn and come faster back? Or do you have sort of a more detailed plan with stroke rates and stroke counts? I'm not much to get my stroke rate up. I'm not that type of person. It takes me a while to warm up in my race. You get yeah. a feeling everything. 
So I, I'm pretty good at underwater, so I like to go off and, like, come up first at the 15 type of thing, like, at the 15 line, just be in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. Then kind of let them come back into the race around the 25 metre, slow down a bit, like, conserve my energy. Not slow down, but, like, don't speed up until I get yeah. to about the last 15 before the wall, yeah. before the time. Then I build up into the turn and then smash the underwater, try to come up around the 15 area again, and then just go, just leave nothing in the tank. But you mentioned you really enjoy the 100 fly as well. Is it a similar race plan for the 100 fly or do you go about it a little bit differently? Uh, fly's a little bit easy. Sorry, fly's a little bit harder to go easy in. Yeah. So you know, I do try to have the same race plan, but you kind of have to go out a little bit harder. It's put more effort in to go out a little bit harder mm. than your fly. So. Mate, obviously you're killing it and you're doing well, which is why you were selected to join the, the New South Wales Open squad, the Flippers, which is, is awesome for you. And congratulations on that, by the way. And, and to me, you know, what that means is you're being recognised by New South Wales as one of the next wave of superstars coming through. How does that sit with you? Um, it's pretty good, I guess. I've been selected in the teams, like similar teams the past couple of years. So like I kind of know what to expect, but this is the first time they've actually only had one senior squad. I've been invited as a junior to come up to the senior squads and go into like the senior group mm. and still go to the juniors. But this is the first year they've only had seniors. So yeah, I'm looking forward for the experience. Mate, you mentioned before that you had a, a Zoom uh, meeting today with those guys on nutrition. How'd that go? <laughs> um, it was all right. A fifty-minute talk on nutrition. Yeah. It was yeah. <laughs> what um what I'm interested though specifically like you know what do they talk about in terms of what you is it what you should and shouldn't be eating at the moment is it terms of um, portion control or what what do they talk about? Yeah, so now that we're in isolation, not swimming as much as we usually would not burn as many calories, even though we are still working out as much, just more like whether we should be cutting down on our snacks or how much food we should be eating and when we should be snacking still type of thing. Yeah. Mate, uh, at the moment, obviously, Simon Cusack and uh, Kate Campbell, Bronte Campbell, Ellie Cole, the high-performance hub is running out of there. Uh, at Knox, how's it been for you? You know, mingling with those guys. Have you got much opportunity to talk to Simon and be coached by him and and see the girls train? <laughs> it was pretty nerve wracking at first having there. It was very intimidating having them walk into your pool like it was nothing type of thing, as they are like the best there is type of thing as, at the moment. Mm. Like, it's great. And Simon, like if my coach Dobber goes away, Simon will step in, give us a few pointers here and there, and he's like help with that technique and everything. Yeah, it's just great having the girls there to watch them train, like, yeah, battle it out, everything. Uh, have you observed anything with them and their training? And, and maybe it might not be so much their training, maybe what they're doing before their training or after their training that has helped you and, and you've learned a bit from? The girl, Kate and Bronte, have a crazy activation before they get in the water. Yeah, what is it? Like 30 to 40 minutes just doing activation with bands, just everything. Nice. It's crazy. So a lot of prehab work or, or rehab, depending on, I know, I think it was Kate that's had some injuries. Yeah. 
Mate, you're killing it at the moment, as I said, and and no doubt, and as we touched on before, you know, being selected with the you know that New South Wales Open squad, you're obviously a swimmer who at times you know would have had certain expectations put on him, either by yourself or, or by others. Is that easy for you to handle? I mean, you you mentioned before you you had to you having to deal with the nerves. How do you go about you know those expectations to obviously to go out and perform? Um, so I used to get like really overwhelmed with them and I'll just not stick to my race plan, just overthink or overrate too early and just die in all my races. It's kind of what happened at state teams and state. But now I've just like kind of accepted them type of thing. Like I know they're gonna be there. So just embrace them, like use them yeah. to make them faster type of thing. I've learned how to kinda of do now. So And do you find that you put more pressure on yourself than others do on you? Yeah, yeah, much more. Yeah. yeah. And and as you said, you're learning to get a little bit better with that. Yeah, that's a big place for me to keep growing and that even though I've come like a long way, I've still got a long way to go still. So Yeah, absolutely. Mate, uh, as you said, you know, still got a long way to go and in doing this podcast so often I've talked to, you know, swimmers that have retired and just going through their career, it's not until they've been at the international level, you know, for five or six years that they actually have like the meat of their life um, <laughs> yeah. because, you know, it, all the stars align and, you know, they're as mature as they're going to be and they're as experienced as they're going to be and they're just ready to rumble. So no doubt, mate, many uh, lessons to still learn for you. Um, talk to me about, you know, what do you get up to away from the pool though? When you're not going up and down the black line, what uh, what do you get up to? Um, I'm a big movie fan. I love yeah. to catch a movie. What sort of more, movies? More comedy. Yeah. Comedy big fan of them who, who are your favorite comedians then to watch uh, i love adam sandler yeah yeah well, so old know. school so like happy gilmore yeah <laughs> uh boy, boy big daddy uh mr yeah. deeds yeah what about uh will farrell any will farrell movies yeah yeah stepbrothers Oh, mate, step by so much, so much more room for activities. Yes, <laughs> uh, a very big favourite. Um, yeah. You know, apart from movies, mate. What you know? How do you, do you? Are you a gamer? Do you like to go? Obviously, you spoke about bushwalking and stuff like that. You got a bike? Do you like to bike ride? Um, I like to go out with like just friends, just go out and just hang out, some of things. Just be with my mates, just socialise, not just sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. All right, mate. Now, listen, I've given you some homework to do, as I have done for a few other guests that have come on. And I, I want to go through and just give everyone, I guess, some ideas, mate, and what to do at the moment. You know, they're all stuck at home. And I think everyone, as you just touched on with, you know, your favorite comedians and people like that, everyone's got different views. So what I want to do is we're going to go through top three shows to binge watch, top two games to play. Now, they could be obviously computer games or, you know, PlayStation, or it could be a board game. So that's up to you. And then uh, top uh, number one Olympic moment to rewatch. So you ready to rumble? Yeah, hit me. All right. So we've got, what's your top three shows to watch during isolation? Um, so third, it's a new show on Netflix. It's called Designated Survivor. Okay. It's like the American um, presidency and everything like that involves all that. And like, yeah. It's like this show where like pretty much all the American government type of thing gets blown up and there's this one guy who's like one of the lowest ranks here becomes president and then it's just like him trying to overcome all these terrorist attacks and stuff like that. It's really good. I liked it. Oh, nice. All right. So this is the first season of it, is it? 
No, it's got three seasons out now, so. Oh, well, good time to get involved then. So you, yeah. you can just keep going. Yeah, what about your number two? Uh, Out of Banks, a new TV show. Yep. On Netflix as well. What about the what, number one? Uh, the Big Bang Theory. Oh, nice. Things to watch all the... 13 seasons of it, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it is a good laugh. And it's one of those ones where it doesn't matter what time of, of the show yeah. you come into it, there's always going to be a one-liner and a little zinger that, you know, will get you giggling. <laughs> and if you miss a bit, it's okay because you're not going to miss much else. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mate, take me to your top two games to play. Um, So this is a card game. I don't really know what it's called. We just call it South African games. kind of like what Taylor McEwen plays, but... You have to put down. Someone puts down a card. You have to play with three or more people. Yeah. One puts down a card. You either have to match it or beat it. Yeah. So I think it's like just a normal deck of cards, and it goes up from ace to king. Yeah. From yeah, sorry, yeah, ace to king, and yet from ace has been lost and king being the highest. You just had to build on it type of thing, and so someone puts down two cards. You have to put down two cards of the same or two cards of a higher. What do you and call that game again? The South African game. She didn't call it that, though, did she? No, uh, I got taught it on Swim Camp. And, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what she called it, but it wasn't a very pleasant name, wasn't it? Something. Yeah, no, but yeah, some ass game she called it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Here, I'm like, I've never heard that game before in my life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then, yeah, your other one. Monopoly. Oh, absolutely. yes. Have yeah. you had any fights playing Monopoly? Do you, do you uh, get aggressive? Plenty. It would have got banned in my family for four years because we just thought too much about it. For four years? <laughs> <laughs> Who came up with that length of time? I just hit the ball game on us and we'd be for buying you. I should just hire that again. So it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, I actually it out in isolation though. So. Oh, that's good. That's good. What, what's your, what's your go-to thing on, on Monopoly that gets people rolled up? So for me, it's always like I start to make alliances. So usually, and I don't know why I do this, but I'll go against my wife. So like if I'm playing with my brother and a few other people, like I'll go with my brother to go against the girls, which never works yeah. in my favor because I always get in big trouble later. But what about you? Yeah, my sister has a pretty short temper. So me and my dad and my brother all play and we all gang up on her. She'll end up just like flipping the board or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's easy to do. There's Yeah, there's been many fights over that game. All right, now listen, what's your number one Olympic moment to rewatch? Uh, I have two. So it's either Michael Phelps' Rio trying to fly, mm -hmm. just like his comeback and everything like that. I love that. And obviously the 4x1 2000 relay would have to be. Mate, that is that is a, a number one on many people's lists, and it's all over the opening to my show, which I know you've listened to, so you would have heard it. And um, yeah. I was lucky enough to talk to Michael Klim the other day, and actually went through it with him as well. And and I've talked to Ash Callis before as well, and and went through yeah. it with him as well. So yeah, goosebumps just talking to the boys when they relive it. I get goosebumps just listening. I'm good friends with Chris Blyther's daughter, yeah. and isolation. When we had to go into isolation, and the school was still open and pools were still open, I stayed at their house. Yeah. Just like hearing all Chris Flyther's stories and all that, it was just great. Like, Did you tell him to put it on so he could relive it? <laughs> yeah. Mate, when, about it though, so do his daughters. But. Yeah. Mate, when we redo this interview in a few years' time, what accomplishments would you like me to be adding to that intro about you? Uh, hopefully a uh, Commonwealth Games team. Yep. Or Australian team, just short course world or something like that, just like to make next year. Yeah, nice. Yeah. 
No, it's good. It's good to have those sort of goals and set them high, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Mate, I think we will wrap it up there. Joseph, thank you very much, mate, for coming on the show and, and, you know, having a chat with us. I hope um, people leave this interview with a very big admiration for you as an athlete and, and remember your name when trials come around next year in 2021. And I'm, I'm sure you're going to kill it, mate, and do yourself proud. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Not a trouble at all, mate. And, uh, mate, thank you very much again for coming on Off The Block Swimming Podcast. Thank you. Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by Pro Swim Workouts. Thanks again to Joseph and Charlie for coming on the show this week. I thought they sounded like absolute pros, even though they've never done a podcast interview before. So congrats, guys. I think you both killed it, and I absolutely loved having you on for a chat. Now, keep your ears glued to Off The Block Swimming Podcast next week as we have a week of Zacks coming your way, starting with West Australian star and Com Games medalist, Mr. Zach Inserti, coming on the podcast for a chat on Tuesday, the 26th of May. And then on Friday, the 29th of May, we have Queensland breaststroke superstar, Mr. Zach Stubblety-Cook, joining us for a chat. As I said, it is a week of Zacks and definitely episodes you will not want to miss. Also, stay tuned on the podcast and our social media pages for a major announcement coming your way soon regarding a new sponsor to the show. I am really excited about this new partnership and cannot wait to share the news with you guys very, very soon. Until then, though, guys, thank you all so much for your continued support. Our downloads are going up each and every single episode, and it's all because of you, our loyal listeners to the show, and these very exciting new ventures on the show would not be anywhere near possible without your continued support. So thank you very much to all of you once again, and it's bye for now.